This is episode 58 with Melissa Rosenstock. Hello, and welcome to the Love Yourself to Happiness show, where each week you'll get an infusion of tips, daily routines, tools, and rituals that will empower you to own your life and become the best version of yourself. All this information is free, so please subscribe to and review this podcast. You can also check out today's resources in our show notes. So grab a cup of coffee or tea, sit back, and welcome to the Love Yourself to Happiness show. Welcome back, everyone. We are here today with Melissa Rosenstock. She was here a few weeks ago when we interviewed her about her health coaching practice, but she has had a story in her life around having secondary infertility, and we thought it was a really important topic to cover here. So today we are going to focus around that. So welcome back, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to share this because I really want to bring light to it. There's a lot of stigmas around infertility and especially as women, I know when I was experiencing it, there's a lot of shame involved with it too. Like when your body is not performing as it's, you know, quote unquote, supposed to. Um, So I didn't even know what secondary infertility was until I was diagnosed with it. And so what it is, in case people don't realize, it's once you've had a child and then after having that child, then you're diagnosed with infertility. So I had my daughter and without really much struggle at all, I did have a miscarriage before I had her, but there wasn't really any red flags or anything that was cause for concern after I had her. And my husband and I knew that we wanted to have another child at some point. Um, And We really weren't planning for a second child, but what happened was when my daughter was probably about 18 months old, I started training for marathons and my body, that just kind of threw my body into a whirlwind after breastfeeding for about 15 months, not having my period during that time. And then once I started getting my period back, then I started like hardcore running. So I wasn't sure if it was from the running, from the breastfeeding. So there was just a lot of stuff with my body that I really didn't know what was going on, but I hadn't had my period for probably about six months when I went to a doctor to see somebody about it. And actually my OB had said she didn't think it was really anything to be concerned about because I had been running And that's probably what had been going on. But she said, let me refer you to a reproductive endocrinologist and just to kind of see what's going on. So I went to see him that ran some blood work and I went into his office. I mean, I'll never forget. I ran across the street. I was at work and I just went for the appointment and I just thought we were going to talk about my blood work. And I literally felt like I had been punched in the stomach. I lost, I, I really honestly felt like I could not even breathe when he told me that I had, let me think of all the things that he told me in that moment. Um, he said that I had premature ovarian failure, um, basically that I had a less than 1% chance of conceiving a child on my own. And basically said that my, my options at that point were to think about donor egg. And so I went into this appointment really thinking, okay, we're going to sort out why I'm not getting my period. 
I wasn't thinking about another child even at that moment, but to hear that you can't, you can't do it. That was like, what? My literally everything that I had dreamt of just got shattered. Wow. Wow. And so you weren't trying to get pregnant at that point? No. Okay. Okay. But so what was the process afterwards? Um, yeah, it you- was really funny. Not funny, but ironic, I guess. Once he said, you can't do this, there's a less than 1% chance. It was like a little switch went off in my head and I was like, screw you. You can't tell me I can't do that. And I, after I like picked myself up off of the ground, you know, I went to Google, like most people do. And I started typing in all the things that he told me that I had, like I had ridiculously high FSH, which is your follicle stimulating hormone, which is why he said, because of that, like even um, fertility treatments were not something that were going to help me because of where I was at in the game. Basically, he said, premature menopause and like, you can go on birth control to regulate your hormones, but as far as getting pregnant, there's not much you can do. Um, and I wasn't willing to accept that. So honestly, I started just researching on Google and I came across a forum that was specifically for women who had high FSH and who were going through the same thing. And that for me was one of the the godsends and all of this was having this community of people that I had no idea who they were. It was all online, but that were sharing stories who were either going through something similar or had even overcome this diagnosis to have babies on their own. So that gave me a bit of hope. And I, I found out a lot of these women had turned to traditional Chinese medicine. So I found um, a woman, an acupuncturist in my neighborhood, actually, who specialized in infertility acupuncture. And uh, that was another godsend that came to me. And I really, it's, it's interesting how once these things happen, like all these pieces come into place and these people come into your life where it probably wasn't even something that was on my radar before. And now it's like, I live and breathe by doing all of these things that really help to enhance my life. That's really, really cool. Um, because I, I feel like a lot of people get these quote unquote bad news, you know, from their doctor. And at that point you get to either accept it and, you know, make the doctor right. Right. Or you choose love right? And you choose your truth because we all get to rewrite our story. And just because somebody, you know, tells us something, it's, it's really up to us to decide. And you were able to take that and learn so much more about yourself. Were you a health coach at that time? I wasn't. And I honestly feel that that whole experience kind of set me on the path. I mean, I think I'd mentioned in the podcast last time, I've, I'd always been interested in health, nutrition, and fitness, always. It had always been a part of my life, but this kind of amplified it and in a different way too. Like I had turned to mindfulness meditation mm-hmm. um, and also, like I said, learning about acupuncture and other healing modalities that I, that wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. And, and you use that as a tool. 
So you, that's like your purpose and you get to like study it and, and pick which tools will, you know, work best with you. And um, so what are some things that you did to overcome that? And is it something that will go away or? Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure my story is unique and I'm sure everybody who has secondary infertility has their own experience. So for me, once I started going to acupuncture, literally probably within six to eight weeks of doing acupuncture and easing up on the running, like I decided I had to make a choice, like running, I could still have it in my life, but not to the level that I was doing it at. It's like, you have to weigh the benefits and the rewards. Like if I want to have another child, then there is something in the short term that I might have to give up to get me there. So I eased back on the running going to acupuncture and seeing her really helped me believe that my body is not failing me. It, it was literally, like you said, it's a story that we tell ourselves. So I was choosing in the beginning to believe what this doctor had told me that it's not possible. Your body is broken. The numbers say this, and this is the way it is. And she really helped me to see that my body is not failing me. I have got to nourish it. I've got to love it and really make it a, a space that's safe for a baby. So it was a lot of inner work that I needed to do to get me there. So, I mean, besides, I, honestly, I, everything that she told me to do, I was like, I'm going to do it. So if she told me to take certain vitamins and herbs or things, I was going to do it. And then I had to make a choice to believe that my body could do this. And you also had to find somebody that believes in this holistic lifestyle, right? So I think it's okay to get different opinions, um, you know, through a different practitioner that views, has different views on it, right? And you're so right. Like your body does not fail you when something like that is, and, and is a major thing, you know, and it does hit you like a brick, right? But that's your body telling you something. It's just information. And it's telling you like you did, you went inward and you did some inner work and I'm sure a lot of mindset work and you were able to rewrite your story, right? Which is Absolutely. awesome. And, yeah, and being and like part you of said, a yeah. community is, is like another big thing. And, and that's the most beautiful thing of being online. And um, you know, most of you know, listening, we have a private online group called Energize Mama Tribe on Facebook, and it's all for moms that are overwhelmed and they have a variety of different issues, but they're able to go in there and connect and see different inspirational stories, you know, and it's, it's huge. It's huge because in our day-to-day -day life, when we're so busy, we don't have time to, to connect. I, I sometimes don't even have time to meet my friends, <laughs> you know, for lunch or anything like that. So there's so many tools out there. And um, would you say finding a practitioner that has a healthier, wholesome mindset is, is key? Absolutely. Because, you know, I will say along that journey, it was about a year long journey before I did get pregnant with my, my son, who's now five and a half. Um, awesome. But during that time, I had two more miscarriages. So it was like, I would believe. And then it was like this, oh, my body is feeling. So it was like this kind of, you know, three steps yeah. forward, you know, 10 steps, whatever it is. So you have to 
find people who do believe in you. And so, you know, towards the end of this journey, I was talking with my acupuncturist and I said, I think I need to get a second opinion because I kept going back to that same doctor being like, hey, look, I can get pregnant. I'm, I, my body's doing it. I'm just not holding on to the, the pregnancy. And that wasn't enough for him to believe me. So I said to her, I, I need to find somebody else. And she referred me to a doctor who, you know, it's just terminology too. I, the first time I met her, I was telling her my whole experience about what had happened. And she said, she didn't say if you get pregnant, she was talking about my treatment. And she said, when you get pregnant and finding her somebody who believes that it's possible before you can even see it for yourself. Yes. That's true manifestation right there. Cause that's, that's when you plant the seed. Yeah. Right. And it's that feeling. That's how we do manifest our life is not just the thought, it's the feeling. And you probably, that's when the thought and the feeling kind of came together for you. And, you know, you have a son and it's now you get to share your story, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I actually, one of my favorite parts of this story, when I was about seven months pregnant with him, I happened to run into that doctor, that first doctor who told me that I couldn't get pregnant. So that was like the best moment ever. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So, um, so I love that you talked about having the support system because I know I, I didn't suffer from secondary infertility, but I did have, uh, two miscarriages between pregnancies, um, and having an online, um, group, to go through it with was really important to me. So, cause I was, I was literally in a group on mothering.com that was for, um, it was like trying to conceive after miscarriage group, you know, and yeah. just going through that process of, because a lot of times, even the people that you know in real life haven't gone through that. So it's really hard for them to really truly understand, you know, they may have some compassion, but it's not the same compassion as somebody that's following that same uh, process. Absolutely. So I think that's so incredibly powerful. So in addition to the, the online support and your acupuncturist and finding a doctor that was actually had believed in your body, w- were there any other tools that you incorporated into your so, kind of healing? Yeah. And I, so I think I mentioned before I did every week I was going to mindfulness meditation and I'm telling you, I was envisioning a baby. Every time I had, I went to meditation, it was a guided meditation, but every week I would sit there and I would literally, like, I could picture that baby in my mind, in my arms. Wow. I love that. And do you still practice mindfulness meditation? I do. Not as often as I would like to, but I do. Yeah. And I still go to acupuncture to this day. Like I, I honestly believe in these like preventative healing modalities that keep me as healthy as I can be. Yeah. So do you have any other suggestions for other women that may be struggling with this or might struggle with it in the future of steps that they can take to get through it and heal, um, heal and, you know, have a baby? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, First and foremost, like you said, community is huge. This is something that can feel very isolating and, like I mentioned, very shameful because you're just, you think that something's wrong with you because your body isn't doing what you think it's supposed to do. So finding a community who really understands 
earlier too, finding a practitioner who believes that this is possible. It's okay to get a second, third, fourth, fifth opinion. Like you don't have to take what anybody says as truth, really. Um, so for me, I think those were the biggest, honestly, I make myself available to anybody who's struggling with this. So if there's somebody in your group who has questions or wants to know what to do, I'm so happy to talk about it because I know that they're in this like isolating place. There is hope and there are resources. I know right. my, like my acupuncturist that I had gone to during this time, she has an online program specifically for this. So that would be a resource too, but just don't be afraid to ask for help, I think would be my biggest thing and to just lean on people. Right, right. Yeah, that's amazing. So do you have a, a success story with a client that you could share with us? So not specifically with the client, but actually with a friend of a friend who had called, she was going through something similar having, actually it wasn't secondary infertility, she was just struggling with infertility in general. And I talked with her about, just like I'm doing here, exactly what I did in my journey. And I connected her with this online um, program because she's not in the California area. And so she went online and was able to connect with my acupuncturist. And I had shared with her like, all of the vitamins and herbs and supplements that I had taken during that time. I mean, some of the concoctions, I'm like, what? oh my God, the things I get, <laughs> so wild. Um, and literally, I think within about less than three months of that conversation I had with her, she was pregnant and she has already had her baby. So wonderful. So are there some tools that we or, or women that let's say are looking to have a child in a year or so? So something preventative, you know, something that they can do now to prepare their body. Um, maybe something with acupuncture or some herbs, are there any things that we, you know, that we can take to help that? I mean, I think in general, supplementing with a high quality, like pharmaceutical grade vitamin is really important because we can't get all of the nutrients from food alone. I mean, right. that's a great place to start. I mean, and that's why they're called supplements. Like it's supposed to be a supplement to what you're already doing. So I think that's a great place to start. Like fish, oil and again to make sure that it's really like high quality grade vitamins um so the vitamins and the herbs are going to be specific to what is going on in your body i don't know enough about traditional chinese medicine um and i also think it goes beyond like the things that you take and what we were talking about earlier it's the things that you say to yourself the most like drinking as much water as you can, exercising, eating well, and really creating an environment where a child can thrive. Like that's what you have to start with. There has to be that foundational piece in order to create life, really. Right. Like if you're going out and, you know, pounding the pavement, running, you know, however many miles a day, is that the best environment to support Right. Creating life. Absolutely. Right. And, um, <laughs> sorry. So I did have a question. I know when, after you had your first child and you were starting to train for a marathon, 
So did you, were you running, were you an avid runner before you had your first child? I was not. I actually be picked up running um, after she was, well, maybe before she was born. The year before she was born was when I started running. Um, but I had never run a marathon until she was like okay. 18 months, two, close to two years old, I think. Um, so... Yeah, and I still run now, but it's just on a different scale, right? Well, I mean, a marathon's a, a big, it's a, yeah. a lot of training, and it, yeah. especially postpartum, no matter how, how far postpartum you are, your body's just different than, you know, before you had a baby, so. Totally. Yes. So, Melissa, do you have a book that you would recommend to our listeners? Another book? <laughs> Another book. Let's see. Oh, my goodness. So I'm trying to think. I don't have a book that's specifically, like, infertility-related. Um, let me think. Oh, my gosh. I have so many books that I'm staring at right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so one of them is The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. That is one of my favorites. And I guess this would really go along with it too, just really believing that what you desire mm -hmm. is, you can have that. Like your universe wants you to have that. Like there's a reason why you have a certain thought, right? And it's like setting that intention and believing in it and just doing the right steps, right? Yeah. Towards it. Right. And, and that, and that, every step and every part of your bigger story is part of the process and that's absolutely happening and also this can be in any area of your life it could be like we're talking about you know having another child it can be you know something with manifesting a new home you know for a bigger family it can be a different career it could literally be anything so definitely dream big and you could achieve anything, really. If it's, yeah, whatever if it comes you desire. Here. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming back on with us and talking about this important, important topic. Yeah, well, thank you so much for letting me share. I really just, if anything, it's just for people to know that they're not alone in this and this is not meant they're not meant to struggle by themselves like there are people out there who want to help them yeah absolutely yeah. all right well thank you so much for listening everyone and be sure to join our community of like-minded mamas where we have conversations around important topics like this every day it's called the energized mama tribe on facebook and if you want to have a free coaching call with us, you can also go to our website at mayaandmichaela.com forward slash apply. Talk to you soon.